Hey guys, excited to be back into the Word of God with you guys. Um, I'm going to pray and then we'll be looking at the Proverbs again, just kind of continuing through. Father, just ask for your help to um, articulate these things clearly and ask that you would um, use this to accomplish your will. Use these thoughts and teaching to accomplish your purposes in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. So just been continuing through the Proverbs. Uh, Not very far along, just have done an introduction and then uh, the first seven verses. So we'll we'll be looking at Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 to 19. Again, Proverbs 1, verses 8 to 19. And as we go through this, I'll read them. But if you're following along, go ahead and turn your Bible to that section. What I wanted to do to begin just this short lesson on this uh, this section of Scripture is... um, is to begin with just kind of a story. And it's not a story that I wrote, but a story that I had read. It's a story that probably many of you have heard of or have read. If you've been into a sophomore high school English class, you've probably read this book, uh, The Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. I had never, never read this book before, and was really interested in it after Google searching top books, best books. Uh, this this is one of them that uh, was you know top of the list. Really curious to know what it was about. I think it was written in 1951, J.D. Salinger, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, the book's really interesting. Follows the main character's name is Holden Caulfield. Holden Caulfield, and this kid. It's like a college kid, and he hates everything. You know, he com- complains about everything. And uh, in some ways was kind of a character that you just you hate, in a sense, because he's easily hateable. But then you kind of relate to him a little bit. He complains about a lot of things. He almost says things uh, out loud that, we all think, you know, like when somebody's hypocritical, when they say one thing, but they do another, you know, this character would call that person a phony, right? And we, you know, we have those types of complaints. Anyway, it's really interesting to follow this character around in the story, hates everything. But then at the end of the story, things change. At the end of the story, Holden, um, although he, he still complains about everything, his, his young sister, his young sister, I'm not sure what age she is, but she's she's very young. And, and she looks up to her brother, to Holden. And in this interaction that these two have, she asks him, like, why are you, you hate everything. Why do you, why do you hate everything? And it kind of shocks him to be asked that question. He's like, I don't, I don't hate everything. And they have this really interesting, interesting interaction and one of the things that was revealing for me is something that transformed Holden in this moment, or at least seemed to, was that things changed when he realized he had influence over somebody. Things changed when he realized how he talks, how he acts, was affecting somebody that he cares about. 
Now, why is this important? Well, as we go through this lesson this morning in the Proverbs, what you're going to see is that there's this interaction between the parent and the child that uh, happens, you know, inevitably. You have children, you know what this is like, you have an interaction between your children, you have influence over that child. An interesting statistic that I looked into in in preparing for this is um, is looking at just the development of the brain. You know, how long does it take for the brain to fully develop? Well, the brain's probably always developing, but some of the key developments of the brain take place from infancy to 25 years of age, to 25 years old. So from a baby to being 25, your brain is developing in all sorts of ways. And that's a lot of periods of life, right? From being a baby to a toddler, to a teenager, to a high schooler, to a college student, to a young adult working in the world, your brain develops. And as your brain is developing, you have been given, you know, by God, uh, parents. Probably the ones who are most apt to influence you properly and appropriately, and we'll see in the Proverbs, even Solomon understood this, are your parents. So with that, let's start looking through the scripture. In verse, we'll start in verse 8, and then we'll pause at verse 9. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head, and a chain to adorn your neck. And we'll pause there, first two verses. What I want to do is speak to the parents here first. And as we see Solomon suggesting that the father's instruction and the mother's teaching, your parents, you as parents have a teaching and an instruction to the child. And he describes this instruction as a garland or a chain to adorn your neck. Do you know what a garland is? It's, it's a decoration. Oftentimes we use this around Christmas time to decorate our houses or a chain to adorn your neck, some piece of jewelry. These are things that we want to show off. And so I want to pause here and ask you, parents, is your teaching, is your instruction, is it something the child would want to adorn, would want to be seen, would want to be displayed? That is the kind of teaching that should be given to the child, right? You as a parent have a great responsibility to teach and instruct your your child in such a way that that it's worthy of display. That's convicting. Right? That's challenging. Let's continue into the scripture. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie and wait for innocent blood. Again, I'm reading verses 10 to 14. If they say, come along with us, let's lie and wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. 
Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will share the loot. And so here what I want to speak to in these verses is to the children, to those of you who um, are receiving instruction. Who are you paying attention to? Right? Do you pay attention to your parents or do you pay attention to what your friends think is worthy of, of doing with your time and energy? Do you pay attention to YouTube or the TV? There's all sources, all sorts of sources of information coming at you, trying to direct your decision making, trying to, to guide you in life. And one of the things that I want you to pay attention to from this verse, from these verses, is pay attention to those who promise gain for doing the wrong thing. Promise They promise you you'll be rewarded for doing the wrong thing. All right, he's saying, we will get all sorts of, in verse 13, we will get all sorts of valuable things and we will fill our houses with plunder. He's saying you will receive, you'll gain, you'll get things. But in the preceding verses, he says, We'll lie awake for innocent blood. We'll ambush harmless souls. We'll swallow them alive. Do you see what they're saying? You will gain. You will be rewarded. You will receive for doing the wrong thing. Is it good? Is it right to ambush innocent blood? Of course not. He's describing these men as sinful men, meant to entice you, right? The reward, the gain that you could potentially get for stealing, for taking, for hurting, it's selfish. It's wrong. And he's he's making us, you know, he's making us pay attention to this reality. Right? What do the, the parents, a, per, a parent who's instructing their child wisely is probably not telling them to go steal and take for yourself. Again, I'm saying those who are parenting rightly are probably not saying, they're probably saying work hard, be diligent, be patient. That's the type of instruction that we want to pay attention to. You children, are you paying attention? Are you aware of these two types of instruction? I, I was in high school myself. I remember uh, being influenced by my, by my friends to do things that were wrong, to steal. To steal from stores, to steal, steal from other friends, to just take from people. I can remember being influenced by my friends to, to, to sneak into places, to break into places, all for fun, right? Do this, it'll be fun. This, these are the two types of instruction that we'll receive, and what Solomon is urging us to do is to pay attention to our parents' instruction. All right, let's continue on. Verse 15. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths, for their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net where, the, where every bird can see it. These men lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. Such are the paths of those who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. What Solomon is showing us here is those who, who pay attention to that type of teaching to take for yourself 
to steal from other people to get for yourself, to break into places for fun or for adventure or for your own personal satisfaction or whatever. He's showing us here that it leads to greater levels of destruction. I know people's lives who, who it started in simple stealing or simple bad behavior, listening, paying attention to, to friends as they would lead you astray. I, would, I, I, have, I know of people who have been led into even worse things, into things such as drugs, into things such as um, jail time for, for breaking the law imprisoned, right? There are consequences to the path that you lead. This is why it's so important. Those who who would follow instruction from, from people who are leading you astray, he's showing you, if you go after these things, this ill-gotten gain, it will take away your very life. How many people, how many, how many times have you gone after something that you thought would be satisfying? All right, I'm going to break into um, this building. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Then you get caught. How many of you have, have been at a, a party or something like this where you think it'll be fine, then it gets broken up by the cops? How many of you have tried drugs thinking, you know, it'll be fine, and then it ends up being a big problem. How many people have you know? How many of you know people who who have started by by doing, you know, just a some easy drugs, some something something simple, just a little fun, and it's turned into something that's an, an addiction. How many of you have started have experienced people, or you yourself have have drunk just a little bit, and it becomes a lot, right? You see, there's consequences to the decisions that we make, and what Solomon is showing us here. Is if we go after these these selfish pleasures or these even simple pleasures of life, they can lead to 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 our very lives being taken from us. Do you see how this can can work in life? And so there's a warning here to parents to teach in such a way that that your children would have teaching that that's that they would want to follow. And for for children, for young adults, for teenagers, are you paying have you paid attention or are you paying attention to the instruction of your parents? There's a warning here that if you if you don't, if if both if either side doesn't do their job, doesn't do what's right, there are consequences to those things. Some of these just as I was looking into this, um, some of the there's some interesting statistics for our culture in America. At least there are some really interesting statistics that just show how we've we've we're really off on this. We've really, and it makes sense, right? We're not our country. It's not common for somebody to hold these uh, biblical standards, but you can see how wrong the world has gone in some of these ways. And here are some of the statistics. 424,653 foster care children exist. 
Those are children who do not have parents, who are in the foster care system. 23 million children with single parents. 24.7 million people in 2012 lived without their biological father. And the statistic today is probably not too far off. It might be worse, might be a little bit better. But 24.7 million children with no biological father. What we can see here, millions of children with only one parent, not getting the father and mother instruction. Hundreds of thousands of foster care children who are not getting this instruction from the parents that they were born to. What we can see here is just, it, it is a major problem in our culture. This relationship of children and parents is lacking. And we need to recover it. And one of the important pieces as Christians, why we need to recover this, is this is God's wisdom. Here's what I mean by this. Solomon is giving us wisdom that comes from God. Children, the young, when you receive instruction that comes from your parents, you're receiving God's wisdom. Parents, when you instruct your children, and when your instruction comes from the Word of God, you display the wisdom of God to your children. And for those of you who are listening who have kind of missed the boat in a sense, right? You made the wrong decision and you're trying to turn things around. Come to the Word of God. Parents, come to the Word of God. Those who have failed, come to the Word of God and let the Word of God become the instruction that you hold to and in turn display to your children. And what we'll see here is that God's wisdom through the parents you know, from his word through the parents can be displayed to children and there can be a restoration that that the word of God through the parents to the children, it does become a garland. It does become um, a chain around the neck that is something you would want to adorn, right? So with that, hopefully you found some encouragement, some conviction, that has brought you back to the Word of God to display, to see how the Word of God is meant to instruct us as parents and as children. So, Father, I ask again that you would use this in every way that you intend to to accomplish your purpose in uh, in our lives. Amen. Thank you guys for listening.